The views of this podcast do not reflect the websites that are affiliated with, but rather the speaker said views are opinions. Hello and welcome to episode number one of Magic Cube, the only podcast that discusses Magic the Gathering, cube drafting. Now, for those of you that don't know what a cube is, it's a pile of average 410 cards, 50 of each color, 55 multicolor, 50 artifacts, and 50 lands. From there, you can shuffle it up and play any limited event or format that uses less than 411 cards. Today, I'll be discussing the card selection of my cube. Now, if you want to follow along with me, you can go to magic3podcast.webstarts.com and click on the View the Cube section. There, I'll have, they'll have the list of my cube and links to it at magiccards.info. Or you can just type them up yourself, but I just click on the links. Get to start. The white section. There is... Elite Vanguard, Mother of Ruins, Student of Warfare, Isomaru, the Hound of Conda, Savannah Lions, Gold Medal Harrier, Steplinks, Worms Chant, Swords to Plowshares, Manatai, Path to Exile, and Land Tax. Now, Land Tax was a pretty... <coughs> Sorry. Land Tax was a card that I haven't heard of before I started building my cube a while back, so... I'll just tell you what it does real quick. It's a single white mana for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you have less land, if you control less lands than your opponent, you search your library for the three land cards and put them into your hand. That's really, really useful, especially for weenie decks. If you're uh, stuck on just one land, you play that, and you can get your three more, and you'll be good for a while. Now, Mother of Runes is a pretty interesting one. It's a 1-1 one, one for a single white mana. You tap it, target creature you control gains protection from the color of your choice until end of turn should be really useful for pretty much anything. It could like counter spot removal, give it protection from uh, your opponent's creatures, get it to deal damage, you know, stuff like that. Student of Warfare, this is a new one from Rise of the Eldrazi. There's a leveler for white mana, a 1-1, level up for white. That levels, let's see, loading. Okay, at levels 2 to 6, it becomes a 3-3 first strike. And then at level 7 plus, it becomes a 4-4 double strike. This is going to be a really cool card for both cube and constructed. But I'm not going to talk about constructed right now. I'm just talking about its applications in cube. So you play this turn 1. You play another planes turn 2. You level it up twice. You got a 3-3 first strike turn 2. That could be really, really useful. And now... Next, I'm going to talk about Orm's Chant. This is a single white mana for an instant. The opponents can't play spells this turn. It's got a kicker for a white. The kicker cost was paid. Creatures can't attack this turn. And if you play that, you pretty much silence them. But if you play the kicker, you could have them not attack on top of not being able to play spells. Which is going to be awesome. If you can get, the, if you can play that on a like an Isharon Scepter. If you don't know what that does, it's an artifact for two imprint. Whenever it enters a battlefield, imprint a card, a non-land card from your hand. And you can pay two in two colorless mana and tap it to play the get the imprinted card without paying its mana cost. You play that, you get a free orange chant every turn pretty much. For two mana. You could just lock a player out of ever playing spells again, which would be pretty mean. No. Let's see. 
for two casting costumes: Core Skyfisher, White Knight, Moon Missionary, Knight of Metal Green, Silver Knight, Core Firewalker, All of Omens, Balance, Disenchant, Journey to Nowhere, Honor the Cure. I have a cure I haven't seen in any of the other cubes before, but it, it's actually pretty good in my cube because there's a bunch of small white creatures that can get a boost from this. And plus, in multicolor sections with white, it's got a bunch of creatures in there, so you could use those too. And Disenchant. This is a pretty interesting one. It's really useful in a cube. One white for an instant. Destroy target artifact or an enchantment. It's, it's got its application in the cube definitely with all the artifacts running around in there. I haven't seen a single cube deck that hasn't main decked a single artifact before. So, we got a hand it to this club. And Wall of Omens. This is pretty much a wall of blossoms, except it's white instead of green. It's an 04 wall with Defender for one and a white. When it enters the battlefield, draw a card. Now that's good. You play that on turn two. There's not much stuff that can get past unless you've got, like, this I played turn one Dark Ritual and the Phyrexian Negator, but that's not going to be likely. Let's see. Casting costs three. Saltry Champion, Spectral Possession, Oblivion Ring, Sacred Mesa, Glorious Anthem, and Piano Nomad Captain. Now. Now, Sacred Mesa. This is a pretty interesting one. It's at the beginning of your upkeep. Sacrifice this unless you sacrifice a Pegasus. And one and a white put a 1 1 Pegasus creature token with flying onto the battlefield. It's two white and it's an enchantment. And you could just keep turning out the uh, flying tokens with that, but sure you might sacrifice one each turn. But it'll, be def it'll definitely be worth it. And well, there's not much I can talk about here, but Piano Nomad Captain. There's whenever this attacks, attacking creatures get plus one, plus one until end of turn. It's a legendary creature, nomad, two two for one and two white mana. And then casting cost four. It's core sanctifiers, moat, ravages of war, faith fetters, day of judgment, Elspeth, Ajani Goldmane, wrath of God. Now core sanctifiers. I put this in the four casting cost because it got a kicker for a white mana. Normally it costs three to cast, but you can kick a destroy target artifact or enchantment when it comes into play. That'll definitely be useful, especially in a cube where there's a whole lot of artifacts and enchantments running around. And moat. What, can I, what can't I say about moat? Pretty much creatures without flying can't attack for two white, white, and enchantment. Now, see what I mean about pesky enchantments running around? Uh, Faith's Fetters. This is a pretty interesting one. It's a three and a white mana for enchantment aura. When it enters the battlefield, you gain four life. En enchant permanent. Enchanted permanents activated abilities can't be played unless they're mana abilities. If enchanted creature, if enchanted permanent is a creature, it can't attack or block. And there's Day of Judgment, Elspeth, Johnny, and Wrath of God. And they're all cute staples. There's not much I can say about it, learn. And then for five, there's Baneslayer. Revelark, Cloud Goat Ranger, and Gideon Jura. Now, Cloud Goat Ranger, this is a pretty interesting one I found while I was going through my Lorwyn sets. It's three and two white for a, a three three. When it enters the battlefield, put three one one white Kithkin soldier creature tokens into play. And as tap three untapped Kithkin you control, it gets plus two plus zero and flying until end of turn. 
happens though. They play this turn five. Or if they've got a flying creature that you absolutely have to block, you can tap the untap. You can tap the Kithkin tokens and make it a five-three flying and block whatever it is you need to to stay alive, pretty much. So that'll definitely be useful if you get one of those. I'm casting about six. Yose the Morning Star, which is a pretty interesting one. It's four and two white. A legendary creature, Dragon Spirit, five-five flying. When it leaves the battlefield. Skip target player's next untapped step. Tap up to five target permanents that player controls. Now this is a pretty cool nit. It's a pretty cool card for say control if you're playing it, but uh, it's not really good in aggro. It costs six to play. It'll be too much. But there's exalted angel, catastrophe, and Acromus vengeance. Now catastrophe was a pretty interesting one. It's four white white sorcery choose one destroy all lands or destroy all creatures creatures destroyed this way can't be regenerated so if you got if you got this late game you need to destroy their own lands because they keep playing annoying stuff you can do that but if they're ahead on creatures they're about to alpha strike you you can destroy their creatures now it'll, it'll hit your creatures but it'll definitely be worth it especially if you've got more in your hand and then casting cost eight there's acroma angel of wrath which is really good in reanimator, but not much else. And casting cost X. There's Marshall Coup, Decree of Justice, and Marshall's Anthem. I put Marshall's Anthem in the X casting cost because it's got a multi kicker for one and a white. So it's a two white white enchantment, multi kicker one white. When it enters the battlefield, return X creature cards from your graveyard to the battlefield where X is the number of times this was kicked. And it's got creatures you control get plus one, plus one. That's an anthem effect on top of reanimator in white, which is pretty unusual, but it's really good if you can play with that one. Now, that's it for white. I'm going to go on to blue. For blue, just casting cost zero, force of will, and daze. Now, I'll put these in free because you can pay ultimate costs instead of paying their mana costs. Like for force of will, you can pay one life next time a blue card from your hand. And days, well, days you can return an island you control in your hand, counter spell, unless it's control case one. So, those are both useful if you're tapped out and need a counter spell or you lose. The cats and cost one is enclave, cryptologist, ponder, force spike, ancestral recall, unsummon, brainstorm, and opt. Now, opt is a pretty interesting card for found. It's an instant for a single blue mana. Look at the top card of your library. You may put it at the bottom of your library. Then draw a card. That's definitely got its uses. You could also use it as like a looter if you needed to. And custom cost two, there's Merfolk Looter, Mana Drain, Time Walk, Mana Lake, Counter Spell, Treasure Hunt, Telling Time, Memory Lapse, Into the Royal, Remand. Now if you're looking at this, it's almost completely counter spells and bounce spells, except for Time Walk and the Looter. But, really, there's. You can draw cards with Looter, Treasure Hunt, and Remand. And then Time Walk. And that's just a uh, cube staple. Now, I don't actually have one of these. I've got it proxied in my cube, but it's worth it. Now, if you want to, you can go on magiccards.info and take your. Take the images of cards, stick them onto a board document, print it out, stick it in the sleeves with a basic land in there. Or any card that you're not using, really. You can use that as a deck. Use that as a card in your deck and it'll look pretty real, but no, it won't be. 
Okay, casting cost three. This is Vendillion Click, Calcite Snapper, Time Twister, Tinker, Vettelkin Shackles for a bit, Jace Bellerin, and Man of War. Now, Vettelkin Shackles, I put it in blue because it needs islands to work right, or work better, I should say. Because, I mean, if you're not playing any islands, you can just steal cards with zero power, right? <coughs> or steal creatures with zero power, sorry. And Tinker. And you could play some pretty cool turn one and stuff with Tinker. You can play turn one, Black Lotus, Mox, use the Black Lotus for blue mana, you Tinker and the Mox into a Dark Steel Colossus, and that's pretty awesome. Now, Forbid. This is a pretty interesting one. I mean, I'm not too sure about its buyback cost, but it's better than having that option than just put Cancel in there. It's one and two blue, a counter type it's found, body bag, discard two cards. Uh, I'm kind of iffy on this one, but I think it's pretty good, so I'm going to keep it in here for a while. And the Calcite Snapper. It's one and two blue for a one-four shroud. Landfall. Whenever, whenever land enters the battlefield under your control, you may switch its power and toughness until end of turn. Which And it's got shroud, so when you attack with that thing, but its power does to switch, that's four damage being dealt to something. So you'll get your use out of it no matter what. And for casting cost four. There's Glen Ellinger, Archmage, Thieving Magpie, Giant Oyster, Jason the Mind Sculptor, Light of Replication, Sower of Temptation, Vector Fiction, Gifts Ungiven, Control Magic, and Sleep. Now, Giant Oyster, I've gotten recommendations to take this one out, but I like its uses in there. What is it? Uh, 04 for 2 and 2 blue, Creature Clam, I think. Uh, let me look it up real quick. And it's Oyster. Okay, it's an 03 Oyster for 2 and 2 blue. You may choose not to untap this during your untap step. And then you tap it for as long as this remains to have target creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step. At the beginning of each of your draw steps, put a minus one, minus one on that creature. Whenever this becomes untapped or leaves the battlefield, return all minus one, remove all minus one, minus one counters from the creature. I mean, you can really kill, uh, kill their dudes pretty fast with that, but... Well, if they're low on toughness, but, I mean, if you just keep it tapped like a, uh, so you got like a 4-4 four, four out. And at the beginning of each of your draw steps, it comes a 3-3, three, 2-2, three, two, two, one, one, then you'll die the next time, so. That's definitely got its uses. Um, let's see, Thieving Magpie. This was another one I'm on the fence about, but, let me look it up real quick. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's... 2 and 2 blue for 1 3 bird with slime. When it deals damage to an opponent, you may draw a card. And so you just, you're attacking with flying. If they don't have any flying creatures, you're pretty much pinging them and then drawing a card. Which is always good. So, I mean, I'm not sure what else to say about it, but I'm not too sure about the, this addition into my cube. I might take it out for something eventually, but I like it in there right now. Until I find something else that's worth replacing it. I'm gonna keep it in there. Okay, casting cost five. It's Mole Drifter, Tidings, Mage of the Future, Teferi, Mage of Zalfur, Bribery, Treachery, Follow Through the Clouded Mirror, Future Sight, and Followed Footsteps. Um, let's see. Let's start with Treachery, eh? It's three and two blue for an enchantment aura, enchant creature. You control an enchant creature. You may untap up to five lands. And that's pretty good. Because you get a free mind control pretty much, but I mean, free spells are always nice, but you have to have five lands up to use it, and I don't know what else to say about it. So, let's go on. Let's go with followed footsteps. 
This one I haven't seen in any of the other cubes around, but it's pretty cool. What it does is it's an enchantment ore for three and two blue enchant creature. In the beginning of your upkeep, put a token that's a copy of an enchanted creature onto the battlefield. And you can pull some pretty cool stuff with like into the battlefield creatures. Like I've seen someone in like an extended casual game, I've seen someone use this on a naotic wall and return a time warp to their hand. You can just take infinite turns with this thing. It's it's really useful like that. But it's like a strikeout home run card pretty much. I mean I mean if you play it on just like a suboptional creature, it's pretty much a wasted card, but you do get chump blockers every turn. This is actually pretty good on like a spawn generator, like in Rockles Hatcher or something like that. So, I don't know. I like it. So, it's staying for a while. Now, Cosmo 6 Sphinx of Draw Isle, Time Spiral, Upheaval, and Capsize. Now, Capsize is in there for 6 because it's got a buyback for 3 more. It's 1 blue blue, return target permanent to its owner's hand. It's an instant. It's got buyback 1 blue blue. So, I mean, if you buy it back, you're paying six mana, turn it permanent to their hand, then you get to keep the card. Which is always good, because you don't want to get to use the spell just once, but you're paying for it twice, but you're getting to keep it, which is definitely cool. Now, for, that's all for blue. I'm going to go on to black now. Black, there's Duress, Vampire Lacerator, Thoughtseize, Carnifag, Goldrides Vampire, Disfigure, Dark Ritual, Vampire Tutor, Reanimate. Um, okay, let's see, let's start with Carnifag. Carnifag is a 2-2 two -two for single black mana. At the beginning of your upkeep, tap it unless you pay one life. And it's a zombie. So, 2-2 two -two ones are always good, plus there's that in Vampire Lacerator. Which pretty much does the same thing, except it pings you unless, you're, unless an opponent has 10 or less life. Okay, um, Vampire Tutor. It's a pretty interesting one. A single black mana for a sorcery. Search your library for a card. Put that card on. Shuffle your library and put the selected card on top. You lose two life. It's a single mana tutor effect that shocks you, but I think it's definitely worth it if you're putting together like a combo deck in black or something. But I tried not to make combo uh, viable in this cube, but I don't know. It might. I might see a combo deck every now and then. I'm not too sure about it though. Um. All right. Let's go on to Castle Cross Two. There's quite a bit in here. It's a Mesmeric Fiend, Shriek Maul, Terror, Black Knight, Antico Shade, Azumi Grave Robber, Dark Confidant, Smother, Doom Blade, Plug Gas, Vampire, Demonic Tutor, Exhum, Hamzatarak, Bitter Blossom, Future Damp, Sign of Blood, Chainer's Edict. Um, okay, the reason I have Chainer's Edict in, in case of Diabolic Edict, someone noticed that, is because it's got a flashback for 7 mana. You can use it twice, once on turn 2, and again on turn 7, if you have that kind of mana by then. But, I mean, it's a sorcerer, which is a drawback, but I think it's worth it. Let's see, um, see, I put Terror and Doomblade in because I wanted Black to be able to support both aggro control and mid-range, so I think those are good cards for, well, really, all three of those archetypes, main archetypes, so... And after taking out Doomblade, just keeping it in terror, putting in something else at a higher mana cost, because, you know, this section of black is a bit crowded. Um, see, the list is so big, I can't decide what to talk about next. Okay, let's go with Bitter Blossom. It's a one and a black for an enchantment. Beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life and put a one one black 
very rogue in the play with flying. Um, well, that's good. It's kind of like Goblin Assault, except uh, you lose a life every turn, but it's cost one mana less to play, and it's black. Um, you know, it was really good in standard whenever it was legal then, but I mean, it just rotated out October in October with the release of Zendikar, but um, yeah, it was going to the three casting cost. Yeah, just remarkably less than two. Okay, it's Vampire Nighthawk, Yawgmoth's Will, Necromancy, Recurring Nightmare, Phyrexian Arena, Phyrexian Ranger, Rager, and Bone Shred. Hmm, Recurring Nightmare. This is one of those cards that's good with uh, token generators. Like, it's two black for an enchantment. Return this to your hand, sacrifice a creature, turn target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Like, it's pretty good because you can just keep reanimating creatures and you're using that bitter blossom and get you a, a token for one life every turn. You can't pretty much do it as long as you have enough uh, reanimation targets in your graveyard. But, and I wouldn't count on using it more than three times in the same game. The casting cost four. There's Necrattle, Bradus, Cable Minion. I keep saying Cannibal whenever I read that. I don't know why. But Nether Void, Graveborn News, Barter and Blood, Abyssal Spectre, Bane of Living and Damnation. Um. Okay, let's go with Nether Void. I came across this card while I was uh, flipping through some of the old stuff on uh, on Gatherer. It's three black for an enchantment. If a player would cast a spell, counter it unless that player pays three, which is really cool for a uh, black control deck. And especially with all this cheap stuff that uh up here on the list. Um, let's see. Damnation is pretty much a black wrath of God. It was in Plan of Chaos, I think, whenever they did the uh, color shifted cards, and this was one of them. Uh, two black black sorcery destroy all creatures that can't be regenerated. Uh, I mean, there's not much else to talk about right there. So casting cost five. There's only two of them here. It's Ink Eyes, Sermon of Only, and Liliana Vess. But Ink Eyes does. It's a legendary creature, Rat Ninja. They're four black black. It's Ninja two three black black. But that does return unblock attacker you control to your hand. Put this card onto the battlefield from your hand tapped in attacking. Now it doesn't matter even if a ninja two card had vigilance, it still have to be tapped. You can't get around it like that. And whenever this deals combat damage to a player, you may put a target creature card from that player's graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It's got one and a black to regenerate it. Now this one is really good and extended right now and even some vintage decks I've heard, but I really don't follow vintage that much. I play standard. Cube. Uh, so this has its uses definitely. You can use it in a reanimator style deck. And if you can, if you just attack him with like a one one or something. Oh, this was pretty cool. Whenever I got the uh, what do you call it? One of the Kamigawa block uh, starter decks. I bought all four of those and I played with them. Had some pretty cool stuff in Ninjutsu. Eh, going off topic. Back on topic. Um, casting cost six. Soren Markov. Kakusho, the Evening Star, Yakmoth's Bargain, Tombstalker, Twisted Abomination. Well, let's start with Yakmoth's Bargain. So, for the black, black enchantment, you skip your draw step and you pay one life to draw a card. Now, 
first time I looked at this was around five years ago when I was like six or something like that. I thought it was really bad, but the more I look at it, the better I think it is because, I mean, sure, you can skip your draw step, but you can draw a card at any time for just one life, which is really good with life gain, but there's not too much of that in black other than Vampire Nighthawk. Uh, Tomb Stalker. This originally costs eight, I think. Hang on, let me look it up real quick. Yeah, okay, it originally cost eight. Six, black, black, or five, five, flying with Dell. May exile any number of cards from your graveyard as you cast a spell. Each card you exile display makes this card cost one less to cast. So I put this at six because I figured that, uh, that you'd usually pitch in two cards to it, but I don't know, you may get rid of more or less, maybe even none if you got the man, but I mean, it's better than, uh, Better than casting it for eight, though. So, the more cards you have it in your graveyard, the cheaper it is to play. You can eventually use it for cast it for black, black, which I've actually done once with my Time Spiral theme deck. I got those. I found it in my uh, binder while I was putting together my cube a couple months back, and uh, I didn't know it was worth ten dollars until I looked it up on uh, MagicCards.info, which is pretty cool. And for Kazakos X, there's Profane Command and Mind Shatter. Now, the only reason I don't have. Can't remember what it is, but. Mind Shatter is X Black Black, target player discards X cards at random. And the one of. Oh, it's called Mind Twist, yeah. It's X Black, target player discards X cards at random. I have that in there just because I found one of them in my binder and I figured an extra black mana wouldn't be too much. And it would look a lot better than the slip of paper I used to proxy the mind twist. Well, that's it for black. Let's go on to red. We got Kazuko Zero Fire Blast. Would you can sacrifice two mountains rather than pay it four red red mana cost? Deals four damage to target creature or player. Hmm. I mean, late game, you know, just sacrificing two lands to it isn't too big of a deal, but. I mean, if you're early game, then you better hope that he's at four life. Because losing two lands is early in the game is a uh, huge tempo loss. The castle costs one. Goblin Bushwhacker, Goblin Guide, Burst Lightning, Forked Bolt, Flame Slash, Mage of the Scroll, Grim Lava Mancer, Jackal Pub, Chain Lightning, Rift Bolt, Greater Gargadon, Devastating Summons, and Lightning Bolt. Okay, let's start with Goblin Bushwhacker. Now, I've gotten suggestions to take this one out, but I like it. What it does, it's a red for a 1 1 goblin. It's got a kicker for red. When it enters a battlefield, if it was kicked, destroy it. No, sorry. It's creatures you control get plus 1, plus 0, and haste until end of turn. Which can be really useful, especially if, uh, like you just played a couple extra guys and you want to do that. You can give, give them all plus 1, plus 0, and haste. You can attack in, you'll probably kill him if you can get that off at the right time, so I think it's a pretty damn cool one. Now, Greater Gargadon. I put this in the one casting class because it got suspend for red. But it originally cost ten. Nine and a red. It's it's got suspend ten for one red mana. You sacrifice an artifact creature or land, move a time counter from it. And it's a 9-7. And the best part is whenever it comes out of suspend, it'll get haste. So, if you can stack enough stuff too early enough, you got a 9-7 haste going in for an attack. 
which isn't always good. Um, then there's Shackle Pup. It's a 2-1 for red mana for a creature. Okay, here we go. The 2-1 Hound for red. Whenever it's dealt damage, it deals that much damage to you. And it's got a minor drawback to it, but you know, first time I saw this, I didn't uh, like it too much because it deals whatever damage to you. But now that I look at it, it's 2-1 for red, which is really characteristic to red. And, and it's you can type for 2, and turn 2, and you can get a bone splitter, which is an enchant. Which is an equipment cost one to play and chain creature gets plus equipped creature gets plus two plus zero equipped for one. You play this on turn one, play a bone play an equipped bone player turn two, you're checking for four. Which is pretty awesome. Alright, next I've got I don't see anything I want to talk about really. Okay, so Kelly Claws two. It's played in GOP, Hell Spark Elemental, four Pyroclasm, Sting Scourger, Dwarven Blast Mine, Blood Knights, Master Smithereens. Um, okay, let's start with Sting Scorcher. I haven't seen this one in uh, many cubes, but what it does, it's three, no, one in red for a 2-2. Two, two. And whenever it enters the battlefield, return target creature and opponent controls to its owner's hand. It's got Echo for three and a red, which is you pay at the beginning of your next upkeep if you came under your control since the beginning of your last upkeep, sacrifice unless you pay its Echo cost, which... Well, I mean, if you don't have four mana out by next turn, you're just paying two for an unsummon and a blocker, so. But this is a pretty interesting card. It's out of Red's characteristic traits. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this is the only Red spell that actually bounces anything. So. Um, Dwarven Blast Minor. This one's pretty cool. Okay, it's a one... One in red for a 1-1. One, one. Two red, tap it, destroy target, non-basic land. It's got Morph for red. Morph is, you can cast this as face down as a 2-2 two, two creature for three. You can turn it face up anytime for its morph cost. And you can just pay three and tap, destroy non-basic land every turn until your opponent doesn't have any. And, I mean, there's some really cool cards in the cube that people just don't consider other than... People don't consider at all. A lot of people haven't even heard of them. Ah, getting off topic again. Anyway, casting cost three. Zap, B2 Slinger, Flame Javelin, Dream of Fortune, Char, Sulfuric Vortex, Stone Rain, Stab Shock, Zozu the Punisher. Okay, I want to talk about Sulfuric Vortex first. There's one red red for an enchantment at the beginning of your beginning of each upkeep. Sulfuric Vortex deals two damage to that player. To that player. If a player would gain life, the player gains no life instead. This totally locks out uh, life gain index and pretty much cards that gain you life you can't use them at all or unless you want to discard them for no effect. But okay, char. This is a pretty interesting one. It's two in red. It deals four damage to target creature or player and two damage to you in the instant. I've got this little picture of uh, Charmander as my uh, char proxy. I'm gonna have to post this on the uh, link as soon as I can. And get it posted somewhere. Alright, anyway. Uh, let's see. Uh, Wheel of Fortunes. Two and a red for an instant. Each player discards his or her hand and draws seven cards. Which is cool, especially if you don't have any, any cards in your hand. It's pretty much uh, two red, draw seven cards. But it also lets your opponent do it too. But it's not that much of a drawback. Which I 
that out. It's $10 for uh, the cheapest for a... Uh, no, sorry, $6 for a heavily played one. Which is actually a lot cheaper than I thought it would be. Yeah, hate when I get off topic like that. Okay, Castle Calls 4. Goblin Moon Blaster, Seismic Mage, Mine Lair, Goblin Settler, Avalanche Riders. Hmm. That's interesting. All of my four Castle Calls cards are creatures that destroy lands. Okay, let's start with Goblin Settler. This is a card from Portal. It's a 3 and a red for a 1 1. When it enters the battlefield, destroy target land. Okay, um, next. I put Goblin Moon Blaster in 4 because it's got a kicker for red. So 2 1 with haste. When it enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, destroy target non basic land. Um, and there's not much else I can talk about here. Actually, you know what? There's Seismic Mage. This is a card I came across while looking for land destruction cards. Let me pull it up here, right here real quick. It's three and a red for a one-one spell shaper. A two and a red, discard a card from your hand, destroy target land. And there's not much else to it, but there you go. Castle cost five. There's Siege Gang Commander, Kumano, Master Yamabushi, Kigijiki, Mirror Breaker, and Chandra. The original one. Um, let's see. Let's talk about Kumano first. It's a legendary creature from Kamigawa. Now, you might, might make false assumptions about that because it's from Kamigawa. But it's actually a pretty good card. Let me read it to you real quick. Alright, it's three red red for a four four. Legendary creature, human shaman. One in a red, it deals one damage to target creature or player. The creature dealt damage by this would be put into a graveyard this turn, exile it instead. So, like, you could. See, they have like an Akroma or something now. You could ping it with this, kill it with like a uh, Terminate or something, Doomblade, whatever. And then it, instead of going into the graveyard for them to reanimate it again, it exiles it. Which is pretty useful. It's got its. Okay, Castle Cost 6. Hellkite Charger, Wildfire, Crater Hellion, and Rorix Bladewing. Um, I know there's not really much to talk about here because they're all pretty much uh, standard cube choices, but. Okay. Casting cost X. There's Earthquake, Bane Fire, and Starstorm. I've been trying to find room for Demon Fire, so if y'all want to send me an email at magic3podcast at yahoo.com, try to uh, free up some room for that. You can email, email me at that address and hit me up with whatever suggestions, uh, you know, just small talk, whatever. Send that, send me stuff to that email. If you want to talk about the podcast. Okay. And that's it for red. I'm going to go on to green. And green's going to be the last section I'll talk about this week. And next week I'll talk about the artifact multicolor and land. They just wrap it up and then start doing the usual stuff. See, so yeah, casting calls zero is treetop village. Now, I know this is a land, but I put it into uh, green because it taps for green mana. You pay one in the green, it comes a 3-3 ape, I think, or trample until end of turn. So, casting cost one. Noble Arach, Birds of Paradise, Jiraga Tree Speaker, Rancor, Berserk, Scoop Mob, Finhorn Elves, Lanor Elves, Basking Root Wall. Okay, um, let's see. Jiraga Tree Speaker. This is a leveler from Raziel Jazzy. Starts out as a 1 1 for 1. Level up for 1 in a green. Level up 1 in a green. That levels 1 to 4. It becomes a 1 2. Tap it at green green tier mana pool. Then at levels 5 plus elves, you control half tap and add 2 green mana to your pool. 
Um, what's cool about this card is that you can level it up on turn two, and then you can still tap it for mana with no, it doesn't hurt your ham tamper your curve at all by uh by leveling it up turn two. You can still tap it for the green mana if you want. Okay. Um, let's see. Next, casting cost two. Quite a bit of these soon here too. Okay. Lotus Cobra, Wild Mongrel, Tarmogoyf, Tangle, River Boa, Sakura Tri Builder, Life on the Loom. Sylvan Library, Survival of the Fittest, Re Survival of the Fittest, Regrowth, Naturalized, Albino Troll. What's this stuff? Okay, Tangle. It's a one and a green for instant. For an instant. Okay, prevent all combat damage that will be dealt this turn. Attacking creatures don't untap during their controls next. Untap steps. And so if like you don't have any creatures out and they're about to kill you with their attack, you can play this. Prevent all their damage they don't untap next turn. Which is always useful. Pretty much says, pretty much says take an extra turn for one green. But okay, um, Sylvan Library. Now this is a pretty complicated one. I'm not gonna try to explain it in my own words. I'm just gonna go look it up and gather it real quick. Okay, at the beginning of your draw, it's one and a green for an enchantment. At the beginning of your draw step, you may draw two additional cards. If you do. Choose two cards in your hand draw on this turn. For each of those cards, pay four life or put the card on the top of your library. So, I mean, it'll take you, pretty much it'll let you look at the top two cards of your library every turn, but if you want to pay four life, you can keep one. But, and I'm pretty sure that you can reorder them. Yeah, you can reorder them if you want, or if you're happy with the way they're ordered, then you can just leave it alone. And if you're feeling risky and putting 8 life, you can just draw 3 cards at the beginning of your turn. Okay. Casting cost 3. There's Harrow, Moldervine Cloak, Troll Ascetic, Great Sable Stag, Gaze Anthem, Kodama's Reach, Eternal Witness, Gross, and Tusker. Put the Tusker in 3 casting costs because it's got cycling for 3. And when, when you cycle it, you can search library for basic land card and put it in your hand, I'd like to say. Let's look it up real quick. Okay, yeah, you put it into your hand, and then shuffle your library. And so, uh, Kodama's Reach. I put this in because over uh, Rampant Growth, because you can, for one extra mana, you can put one onto the battlefield tapped, and another into your hand. Which, if you're stuck on three lands, would be pretty good. You can boost till up to five. Um, okay, Gaia's Anthem. This is one green green for an enchantment. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one. It's pretty much a color shift to Glorious Anthem, but... I mean, definitely useful. Great Sable Stag. It's one green green for a 3-3 three, three elk. Uh, it can't be countered. Protection from blue and black. Um, now this one still sees standard play right now. And, well, until Antenna wrote out, rotate out of standard in October, but... It'll still see plenty of play until then. Um, okay. So casting cost four. There's Garrick Wildspeaker, Chameleon Colossus, Harmonize, and Blastoderm. And there's not much I can say about any of these cards, but I'll read you Chameleon Colossus real quick. Okay, what it does is a four, a four, four for two green green. Okay, two green green. It gets plus X plus X until then it turn where X is its power. Um, I don't know if you play like a uh, 
But if you have like an ant in there, oh, you can uh, to pay four, give it plus five, plus five instead of the regular plus four, plus four. There's no make it the first time. Mm. You play it twice, that really adds up. Um, okay, testing plus five. Bestial Menace, Brood Awakening, Deranged Hermit, Thylwinder, Genesis, All Suns Dawn, Ascetic Slime, Overrun, and Indrix Stop Howler. Um, okay, let's see. Start with Thylwinder. It's three green green for a sorcery. Return two lands to the top of their owner's libraries. I mean, you bounce two of their lands to the top of their deck, you can kill their draw for two turns, plus putting them back a couple turns on land, which is nice. Okay, All Suns Dawn. It's two and a green for a sorcery for each, no, okay. Return one card of each color from your graveyard to your hand. It's kind of hard to explain without the uh, rules text, the flavor text, I mean, sorry, the, what do you call it, the oracle text, yeah. Casting cost six, it's Desert Twister, Mold Shambler, Rampaging Baylots. Um, Mold Shambler put in six, so it's got a kicker. I think I've explained this multiple times already, so I'm not gonna go into it anymore. Uh, Desert Twister. It's four green green for a sorcery for destroy target permanent. I've seen this not used very much, but I can see how it's useful. I mean, late game you can get rid of one of their major creatures or something. Whatever, right? You can destroy a planeswalker with it. Um, okay, casting cost seven plus. It's got Protean Hulk and Terrastodon. Uh, Terra Stoughton, it's a 9-9 nine, nine for 9. Let me look at it up real quick. Okay, it's a 9-9 nine, nine for 8 when it, for an elephant. When it enters the battlefield, you may destroy up to 3 target non-creature permanents. For each permanent put into a graveyard this way, its controller puts a 3-3 three, three green elephant creature token onto the battlefield. Um, so you can... I mean, if you're... You can destroy 3 of your own, like, lands get a three, three, three green elephants on top of a nine, nine. Um, or you can destroy three of their non-creature permanents to, but it'll give them three, three, three elephants, but it's not a big deal. Cause I mean, you're destroying your stuff, trading with, probably trading with them all. Um, so I think it's a pretty cool deal. All right, and casting was X, strength of the Tejuru and hurricane. It's not much that was worth mentioning for these cards. I mean, but strength of the Teju in there. I was looking for a filler, and I came across that in my binder. I decided to try it out. It hasn't actually gotten any play yet, so I don't know how it works. I'm gonna keep it in there until it does. So, all right, that wraps up today's show. Let me check out the uh, closing. Okay, so if you wanna email the podcast, you go to Magic Three Podcast at yahoo.com email me or if you want to go to the podcast website it's magic3podcast.webstarts.com um, okay starting next week I'll be answering listener emails if I get enough for one that I want to talk about on the show I'll do that but until then that's all folks